1: Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody Moments Of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.
3: My name is Dan Hansis, joined in a room filled with heroes Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling. Greg Rosenthal with the Pocket Square. What is up, boys? Hey Dan. hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. It is the game of both skill and valor, also known as...
4: Win West's Toaster. In a big spot. An 8-3 team on a six-game winning streak? I'm gonna lock it
5: up! Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> the live show, success, the meetup even more of a success
4: you guys have
3: sat behind me or sat beside me for 700 shows you Wait sat beside me for a grueling battle with cancer will you stand beside me on the most important whoa, day of whoa, my life wine is blue
4: because we're having a baby
2: boy. Oh, look at that.
3: something is always lost in art or experience when you analyze it mark twain once he became a riverboat pilot and learned
4: the technical side of it, the Mississippi River was no longer beautiful for him. If I was to hire a sports writer, the first question I was going to ask him is, how do you
3: reconcile the essential meaninglessness of sports? I mean, how do you reconcile watching young men bang into each other and try to advance an inflated pigskin against marked territory? I mean, that's what you're doing. How do you reconcile the importance of that? And I think it's like Shakespeare's poems or Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata. This is going above and beyond. At its best, sports is look at what humans can do. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. Uh, An edition of the Around the NFL podcast unlike any other and um, a sad edition of the show. My name is Dan Hansis. Come to you from a virtual room filled with some heroes, and there always will be. It always will be only some heroes, um, sadly. Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys?
2: Hmm.
3: Uh. So, yes, of course, the news, and everybody knows. And, but uh, Chris, uh, the mailman, Wessling, Wes whatever you called him, um, passed away this weekend, uh, two weeks shy of his 47th birthday, one of our closest friends, and um, a great husband to Lakeisha and an excellent father to Link, um, however brief it was. Uh, and, yes, the Super Bowl just wrapped up with the Bucks laying a whipping on the Chiefs, and I think Wes would have – Enjoyed breaking down this game and the performance by Tampa Bay, and we wish he was with us. Um, but instead, uh, the, the show is about Wes. It's not about the game, uh, and that's how it should be, boys.
4: Yeah, I mean, when when Wes was talking, um, you know, about the meaninglessness of sports and why you would why you would cover it, in that. Um, basically, it's like art, you know. I think that's how he saw it. Um, that you're appreciating someone doing it like at the highest level um, possible. Look at what humans can do, and I think listening, you know, to Wes uh, say that, um, it just got me thinking of like, look at look at what he can do, you know, look at what look at what humans can do when he when he wrote um, when he was on this podcast, where I think he felt like. Totally himself, totally comfortable from like from day one and was just awesome at it. Uh, And probably more than anything, like when he was just spinning yarns with us, you know, um, at the bar or at work or wherever, like he collected characters. I think that, you know, we'll talk about I'm sure. But the outpouring, I I think, especially from the people that that knew him um, is so profound just because of because of that because uh, you connected with him because uh, he connected uh, with so many people because of, of what he could do.
6: Yeah, we were asked on Sky Sports if we were surprised by the outpouring and Dan answered the question and I, I like what Dan said, that to some degree we were not um, because this has been a really long journey and I view Wes as someone who, as we watch football grow, um, not only in the States, but especially, you know, beyond um, throughout Europe that Wes is a big part of that when they write that story. Um, he is someone that uh, would go out of his way. I cannot tell you how many people reached out to us in, in DMs this week saying, oh, you know, I've actually been writing back and forth with Wes for five <laughs> years. And it's like a listener from <laughs> the deep beyond. And I, he he loved engaging with football and he wasn't a you know, you you couldn't put Wes into a box, and I'll, I'll say quickly. Love blocking them too, blocking them too. There, <laughs> that's true. You had to play by a certain um, set of rules with Wes. I'm not a sure code. I've ever met anyone that that blocked more people. Um, but I would imagine with good with good reason. He didn't suffer fools uh, for long. Um, but when Wes first showed up at NFL, um, we had a, a former um manager of ours. He kind of, at the Super Bowl told me Justin Hathaway, who who hired Dan and I. You better watch out because this West character um, has been writing all week while you guys been at the Super Bowl, and it's some of the best <laughs> material I've ever read on NFL.com. And I know he's, you know, he was sort of saying you've made a wonderful hire. Um, this person is someone special when it comes to writing football. And I was pretty new at writing football back then myself, and I would spend a lot of time reading what West wrote. Um, and if we covered something similar, how he covered it versus how I did, and I like the le- the readers learn so much about football from Wes, but I would credit Wes as um, you have these people in your life that when I started to read his writing and his analysis, that it changed the way that I thought about covering hmm. football um, and always will.
3: Uh, you know, and that, and it was so well done that, that, that clip we played at the very top of the show, Matt Zickis, um, who works for our editing team. Um, just one of the many people at the, at the company, he put it together. He did such a great job with it. And, um, one of the people that the reason he was able to do that was because he knew Wes and he knew um, the bond he had with us and with Ricky Hollywood, um, and that was kind of just Wes in a nutshell. How uh, everyone got on with him, and I was thinking how like I in my whole life um, I was never was friends with someone as long as I was friends with Wes, and I met him in 2013. And now here we are in 2021. I never got into a, a fight with Wes once. I never, like, we maybe would argue on the air in the podcast, but me and him never had a single, like, moment where we were crossed <laughs> and, like, in each other's faces or ever, you know, we just got on so well because he did, he got on well with everyone. And Mark and I were talking about this um, the night that he passed away over a few drinks, which I know Wes um, approved of. Um, that all three of us connected with Wes, uh, but in unique ways, which really uh, speaks to Chris in terms of you know really he's such an eclectic personality, and he was had so many layers, and like mm-hmm. I I connected with Wes as someone who grew up and um, had not maybe a a direct family that was large, but I had an extended family that I essentially grew up with with tons of cousins and a lot of them boys and was raised Catholic and um, grew up just in love with sports and uh, loved stupid things like wiffle ball and like Wes Cornhole, which he introduced to us. And I know you guys have um, reasons why you kind of felt close to him and, and what, what he said, how do you reconcile the essential meaninglessness of sports? And he, he hit on something which was typically brilliant with Chris, which was this idea that you could see the human form achieving um, at its peak physically. But it sports, to me, and the reason why I love sports um, is because it's more to me also than that. It's also how it brings people together and, mm-hmm. um, you know... Um, that's sports, and the NFL is what brought us together. It's it's mm-hmm. what brought Wes was on a message board, Greg, when you were um, a football writer <laughs> once upon a time, working in the fantasy realm, and you and you saw this guy that was just writing brilliant long screeds about fantasy sports, and you smartly <laughs> hired him, and then we're
4: smart enough to bring him over here, and it just changed all of our lives. Yeah, it, it's so well said, um, because you know my. My start to the relationship with Wes is yes, reading this this blog post on his old site, uh, Sons of the Tundra, (laughs) a a dynasty football blogger. He had had like a a ten thousand site. (laughs) Yeah, it's a great site. He had a ten thousand word post um, that I saw in the offseason that was like I could have just dropped it and and it would have replaced the first thirty pages of our preview in magazine and it would have like improved it. I was like, who is this guy? I need to. I need to get this guy. But I, part of, part of, I think, feel like the basis of our, our friendship to start too, was arguing. And, um, and that's what arguing about football. And it was never personal. We, the two of us were never uh, one to back down. Um, You know, Lakeisha loves to say he's the most stubborn guy she's ever, you know, met in his life. Um, And I think he got that from his brothers. You know, we, you mentioned having a drink. We, we, uh, we were sitting with Phil, um, then Chris's brother who was, uh, here this week. And, um, and they, and they were, they were like that relationship to, you know, a millionth degree. Cause there were seven of them. And, um, <laughs> and Wes was, you know, Wes was the one who, you know, he's the second oldest one. I think a lot of them, you know, really looked up to him and, um, that just, that just came from, from him, but it wasn't, it wasn't just that you, you, you said it so well, even just how you said it, Dan, made me think of how he collected characters around him, like so many different types of people. And I connected with them about, about literature and talking about the, you know, the meaning of life and everything, um, about life. And when I went down to Tybee, like, and you guys saw that, we all saw that at the wedding too, just like, he could bring so many different types of people together. That's all he wanted was to be surrounded by characters. He didn't care what type of personality you were. He just like wanted you to be like a unique person. And if you were, then you could ride with Wes and you were gonna love him.
6: Well, oh, I love I love what you both said and I part of me wishes we could have, you know, said these things like another time. But um I just uh I think my my like my relationship with Wes wasn't really about football that much, and I, I think that's such, just so unique that you know we each covered such different territory with him. And I grew up loving sports as much as anything else, um, but not as much as Wes, not as much as Wes. I know that. Um, but Wes and I like for the other eighty eight percent of our relationship, I think that it it he, when he showed up to to Los Angeles, I had been writing to him because um, he had been remote for a while, and we we. I just started to realize I was fascinated a bit fascinated by this person and I would send him like, um, hey Wes, like here's my top fifteen like LA dive bars. Uh so when you get here, <laughs> we're like we're gonna try these places out and stuff. And um he didn't he you know, he I think he was struggling with, with who he was and where he was when he came to Los Angeles. And I think there are other phases of his um time here where my friendship with him was de emphasized a little bit and obviously other play, people played a larger role, but I think early on, um I, just something inside of me wanted to look out for Wes, and um, my thing with Wes, I think a little bit, reminded me of some of my other guy friends growing up, um, was uh, misadventures and and pranks, and I, like, I was up all night last night, like I'm sure we all were, just um, trying to get down to the nuance of what my friendship with Wes was about, and I'm not even an eighth of the way through figuring that out, but what kept coming to me were these moments where, like, and Dan, you were there for some of this too. But I just like Wes. When you'd get him going, when you'd wind him up off a few beers or something, I just don't think that there are. He'll he'll be a top one or two or three friend in that way for the rest of my life. And it, you know, you'd be ten minutes in. I'd say to Wes, like, Wes, how much will you pay me to pick up this chair and launch it across this room? <laughs> and he'd say um, twelve bucks. So I was like, not enough. And then. We, we, I mentioned this on Sky, that there were just all these little instances. I remember a time when we were out with Colleen, Wolf and Gonzo, and, and we were upstairs at some, the second floor of some um, pub, and there were these tables of older women. I don't know what they were doing there, but they were essentially sort of blue-haireds. And um, we would just test each other to go do little things, and we would walk up to these, these t- table of women and, like, Sit down very seriously. I'd say we're we're reporters from NFL.com, and Wes would say we're we're real reporters. We're scribes, and we would just ask, you know, do it. I would like to know. Do you think that uh, you know, Ian Eagle is underrated as a play by play man? This is a hot topic, and we're going around the whole bar, and like it just like the, the the that's you know one little example that Wes and I would do these things. We were at an airport once. Um, what some people would call an incident, uh, I would call it an, uh, an adventure to some degree. But we were rolling around, asking people like how furious they were with fake microphones in front of our hands, like that. The, that the Ravens had been pulled from the belly of the Browns, and you know these gentlemen would be like, "Didn't that happen like 22 <laughs> years ago?" And we're like, "Yes, but we need your thoughts." And like you know, by the time that that night ended, Wes and I had um, encountered other incidents. But I, I lo- I just loved being able to chat and talk with him, his, his verbal skills. Um, that's something that always like, I find I value in a friend and we've seen how much, how valuable he is on that front. And this is one little, Mm. um, spoonful off an iceberg. So
4: I, I thank you and Mark, you and Dan rather, um, for going out all those nights early on. I remember I met him at bar. My wife does not, but you do, but yes. (laughs) I met him at this bar, like but I think the first day he was here, we both moved out here the, the same time. I had worked um, for the NFL a little longer than Wes, uh, about nine months longer before we hired. But we moved here at the exact same time, and I went out with went out with him to a bar like the first night, and I maybe did it the third or fourth night, and I was thinking like, well, th- this isn't me, you know. I'm I'm not that guy <laughs> really, and I've got a I've got a young a young kid, and um, he's gonna need someone because you're right. I I was. I, I was gonna do everything I could to make um, the work part of it um, pay off because he he took a chance. He really um, debated whether to come here or not. He had a, he had just gotten promoted at Rota World. Uh, he was moving across the country from Tybee Island. I was gonna do everything I could to make the work part of it good, but it's like I needed y'all. I needed you guys to be out with him that, you know, or else I don't know. I don't know if he would have stayed. Well, but he, it wasn't a hard shore.
3: Phil, <laughs> yeah, his brother Phil told a story that I was not aware of that. Um, I believe it was Phil's daughter um, and apologies to Phil if I have the story slightly off but um, was asked to do a book report on someone who took a chance in life and she was like oh I want to do it on Uncle Wes who had a perfectly comfortable life on Tybee Island he grew up on the west side of Cincinnati Um, he was a space alien for leaving the west side of Cincinnati because as he told us many times no one really left the west side of Cincinnati and he he followed a friend of his that so many funny strange west stories but a friend from Ohio who moved to Tybee Island off the coast of Georgia and then became the mayor of Tybee Island he moves there on that guy's recommendation and then settles into this island life um, or as uh, Dave Damisch would say, Tabby Island, <laughs> and um, and then you know made fast friends with everyone um, as Chris does, and built this whole life. And he was so fun. he was the mayor.
4: Although shout out he, to Jason uh, uh, Buellerman, I believe, uh, who also officiated his wedding. Right. Let's girl. not
3: let's remember Buellerman was the mayor, but Wes was everyone's <laughs> best friend. But Wes was so you know such a. Gifted writer, he was so talented that um, he could have just stayed on that island, um, got drunk with his friends, played softball, met someone, and eventually got married. And 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 he nearly did that on that island as well. And then been an online football writer and had he carved out a nice life. But he did take the, he took that chance, and um, I like to say it paid off for him beautifully. In fact, we know because. Lakeisha uh, he doesn't meet Lakeisha at NFL Network and if he doesn't meet Lakeisha um, I don't think he would have survived cancer the first time Uh, that's how special a woman she is and then there would be no link Uh, but it was touch and go uh, Wes in LA initially (laughs) and you said Greg you you tried and that was not your forte uh, going to bars Mark and I definitely more up our alley. And we both went out with Wes a lot because we knew we could tell immediately Wes was a a good guy and um, and a great football writer and a great addition to the team, but like a really good guy. Like we wanted it to make, we wanted it to work. Um, But it was, it was tough because he was, yes, the most stubborn person I've ever known as well, Um, (laughs) which could be a blessing and a curse sometimes. Uh, But he's his initial thought was I hate it here. This isn't me. And I remember, Mark, us going out a lot with him. One one day, Emily, my wife and I, went to Wes's, and I remember we all sat in a jacuzzi together, and we threw corn together and listened to, like, Springsteen. And it was just like, you just wanted him to get, like, in the flow of, like, this could work. I remember, Mark, you and I, uh, with Emily and Wes sitting outside the city tavern in Culver City and signing him up for Plenty of Fish, the dating site, uh, right. which w- that took a lot of uh, a lot of convincing. Cause he thought, Oh, that's dating sites are for losers. Like, no Wes, this is, I think we were out of the loop, but I think this is how it works. This is how people <laughs> meet and date and have fun because you just wanted him to get his hooks into uh, the city. And he did, he started dating a lot and he, and he, you could tell he started to get more comfortable. And then when he met Lakeisha, who we had already known, um, that that's what changed everything. It, once Lakeisha and Wes got together, um, there Never again was there like, I don't like it here. This doesn't work. Now, he had grievances with L.A. Uh, to the very end. Uh, but that's when you're like, okay, he's not going anywhere. And that was a beautiful
4: thing. He I, never I, did I, get that car back that he just like left just lost the car. He lost the car. He just that's went so to the funny. Super Bowl. I wrote and, that like- down as
6: a note, too, that he, <laughs> he, got, he got in some sort of like a minor incident or accident and just gave the car to the other party, didn't he? Just give, <laughs> he, he gave did. the car away to the people that he got in the accident with. He uh, just That's, left. that's a story just left that's up it, for yeah.
2: debate.
3: I, I, I've tried to. I even reached out to Lakeisha at some point about two years ago. I was like, Lakeisha, do you want me to, like, do some, like, work, see if I could find out where this car was? And I think it was just eventually au- auctioned off by the city.
6: I mean, I think it was also – it was a car that was worth about $375. But no, no, it was no, he, got he bought it, it he, new. No, he got the, – the one you're
4: talking about, it, he got it shipped uh, from Tybee. Uh, shout out to the NFL actually gave us – um, our moving expenses. And so he had about a $500 car. Shipped oh, you're talking about big Irish. yeah probably at the, no, no, no. the expense I'm, of like, uh, probably at the expense of far more value than the I'm car. I'm conflating
3: was. stories because <laughs> yes. Wes lost two cars. But anyway, right. Mark, your turn.
6: <laughs> well, no, I was just going to say that I think that something else that happened to Wes along the way was, you know, I, I remember talking to him that we would even go out in LA to various places. And he's like, this isn't Huckapoo's. This isn't Huckapoos. Like, none of these places. They just couldn't find that home, I think. And, and that's because I don't think LA really offers that um, in establishments the same way that we, having been to Huckapoos, it does. But he went and created it on his own. And like, we started to watch Wes grow with his WrestleMania parties which started as, (laughs) you know, for 10 or 11 or 12 people because the circle was smaller, but it started to grow and grow. And I remember at one point, I don't know what compelled me to do this, but I walked from NFL Network to Marina Del Rey um, to attend a WrestleMania. I think I had sort of a heat stroke by the time I got there on some level in Remember punching our friend Jason Zumwald in the stomach and various other people, but um, these parties were that, th- these were absolutely epic events. And you know what it was? It was Wes cooking. It was Wes um, with his endless amazing playlists. And I think that the table started to turn because he just created the home that wasn't there for him automatically in Los Angeles. And um, mm. on the Lakeisha front, the first I'll never forget. I think we were out to to lunch. Dan, you and I with Henry, um, and, and you had told me that Wes and Lakeisha were, I mean, for lack of a better term, interested in each other, and um, my Cupid skills are, are, are sucky because I thought to myself, well, I'm not sure about this, I, I, li- I because I love these two so much. Um, if this ever went south, what would it do to our friend group? Um, and I so I would just it was on I, it was on my radar as you would say I was monitoring it and then I suddenly became very pleased with what I saw I think the softball team helped all that and you can get into that but um their love and their relationship and and their pairing to me is incredible because Lakeisha's number one superpowers are positivity and she walked right into a situation that got so gnarly I mean I think you're right without her and, and who she is inside I don't think Wes would have gotten to the point where we watched him get married to her in Tybee Island. She, he always
4: he always likes to tell me I was there for the first time he saw him I saw her, which was in our break room in our at work. And uh we're just like I don't know, getting coffee or water or whatever. And she walks in on her first day of work or an interview. I don't remember which. And she was wearing a pretty short skirt. And he just kind of like looks at me and just like a nice hire, you know, and Uh, pretty much, pretty much, (laughs) pretty pretty much uh, from then on, um, you said, you say it well. And I I think it's, it's one thing I, this week has obviously been brutal and the best that I, that I think I felt I don't know if you guys feel the same. Is like when when we're talking to each other and when we've when we're talking about Wes, um, and uh, you know, at, at other times it, it crashes and and you realize he he's not there. But one one of the things that that really um, has helped me just think about him is that since since the first cancer battle. Um, No one has appreciated every day he had more that I've ever met than Wes. He he already was like that. He was a deep guy. He was even before before cancer. We would talk talk about that. He had this saying, "Heed the call," which was really just kind of follow your heart. Don't worry about anything else but that. And um, I I think especially after what he went through. and also just aware of what a beautiful, you know, amazing wife he had and, and what we had as a podcast. It was a huge, huge part of his life. Um, he he did appreciate it. Uh, he, he appreciated every day. He appreciated the moments like that the summer they had uh, before they got married, where they went all around the country, saw all the people that they loved, went to Tybee Island, had a big throwdown um, there. The You know, the, the wedding and, and last summer too, man, like, no one, you know, Damashek says it. You know that w- cheating life. I mean, he felt like he was cheating life. He he felt like he was one of the luckiest guys in the world.
6: He didn't I would know. also quickly say I don't think the four of us have ever looked hotter as a group than we did at Wes's uh, wedding. The, I look that picture. Some of those, those pictures are good. I mean, I don't I don't remember going on like a weight loss plan during that period. But some, I was like. You I wish I didn't have the beard place. in
4: hindsight. I wish I didn't have the beard. it's a nice you know. job by the photographer, I thought ultimately. Yeah, thats but, um, that's possibly true. No, uh,
3: the transformation of West too from you know from physically to everything else from when we started with him to the way he dressed and the way he looked uh, uh, when Lakeisha was in was always staggering to me. Um, he just went on a journey in in his um, seven or so years here and you know it's like you know circling back to how he's just connected with so many people and this has been you know a a terrible week I mean it's been and we could you know open the kimono Uh, Wes uh, was very fond of taking down at the talent summits the corporate jargon that came out open the kimono one of our favorites and um, he was um, very fond of um, our show and doing our show, and even when he got sick, he wanted to keep doing the show. And we we knew things were going uh, sideways, um, really, as the summer uh, went into the football season. And and Mark and I had many painful like back and forths um, where we just had this terrible feeling because it just we we lived it. We lived through the first nightmare of Wes having cancer and it always felt like there was this clear path um, as difficult as it was for him that he was going to get this treatment and then he was going to have the surgery and then he had to go into re- recovery and then the doctors were giving a, a clear um, directive of what he needed to do and he beat it and it was like okay this time it wasn't that way and you know when he started not being able to do the show um, I know was, if the listeners out there you, you could probably put together that things were getting dicey and then when he was Able to do those Sunday night shows this year. I mean, that was one of my favorite West stories um, that connects to this is the we played softball together for, for three seasons. And I don't know if I could ever play softball again, to be honest, because me and Wes love playing together so much. And he was my Don Zimmer, my consigliere, uh, the shield. And we went to the title game three times in a row. We won the first two years. First year was 2016. He gets sick in 2017. Uh, and in the 2018 season, <clears throat> he comes back, or uh, the 2017 um, season, he's playing softball with this while he's undergoing chemo. And it's like, what what is this guy doing? And then when it's just like this level playing of like, well, yeah, and playing well, <laughs> and, but not feeling himself, and you know, having to lay down and drink a lot. And in the final game, uh, when everything was on the line, he was th- he was the third baseman every week. I played first. Uh, Tony Garcia at shortstop, Nicole Felia at second, Brooke pitching, uh, Lakeisha and our friend Brassy catching. That was the infield. And Wes pulls himself out of the game for the finals and says, you know what? I'm not hundred percent. I'm going to, I'm going to coach. I can use my powers, uh, better positioning people on the field and, and watching the game. I'm like, this guy is so different. Even when you're doing softball and, like, but also like the toughness of playing while having cancer, the fact that he was getting um, hanging on every Sunday, like and he was always tired, Wes. He struggled to sleep because he was in a lot of pain and discomfort uh, during this final illness. Uh, but the fact that he would always stay up and do for most of the regular season, almost the whole show before Nick Shook uh, would help out. At the end, and then in the in the final playoffs, and everybody, you could hear his voice. I know you guys listening could hear that he was really struggling and in trouble, but he still wanted to be a part of it. And he was on the divisional uh, round playoff recap with us. And I, the last text that I ever had with him uh, was after that after that show. And I, I texted him that was great, Wes. It was great to have you on. And he wrote, "Thank you. That means a lot. Can't wait until I can do a full one." He never he never quit he never gave up like that was 2 weeks before he died um he was the, the toughest bravest guy i know and that stubbornness that sometimes would drive you crazy is why he he made it as long as he did
4: it means a lot to me that one of um you know our final moments together um and i think really our finest uh final kind of pure moment in the west sense because that's what he was all about he was just like searching for these pure moments in life and a lot of them were at bars some of them were just talking to his friends um could have been in sports um was talking about that browns game was the four of us you know and he knew he knew if he was gonna be on for one one game there that like we'd been waiting um the whole the whole time we did the podcast to see a Browns win, and he wanted to be be there for Mark, and he wanted to be there with with Dan and I too, that the four of us could uh, could en- enjoy that as a podcast. It, it mean it means a lot to me that that he did that, and he was really pushing himself to do that.
6: It's it just seemed like um, our respect collectively and individually for West w- would grow with each year, which is a great way to feel about someone and. Um, it was even last night when, uh, you know, I'm I i I'm not alone. We've been looking at little clips of Wes, and, and people, have, our listeners are amazing and have found some incredible stuff. But I just was watching this random um, pod from, I think it was like 2016 summer, <laughs> and it was like list teams that are, you know, not going to fulfill their promise. And I went on this, like, rant about Rex Ryan's bills, um, having no idea that I would later on hang out with Rex Ryan and he actually at some point um while I was traveling with Rex Ryan went. I can tell went on the internet and looked for articles written by me about him and there were a couple out there that were uh unfriendly let's put it what? that way. really uh, that's a whole different story but um <laughs> I but I didn't know that one. I, I'm watching this thing and it was it, you know we look a lot younger 4 or 5 years ago all of us and like um I was you know it was a, a rather directionless rant about the bills um <laughs> and then someone else spoke and then Wes just said I agree with Mark. And I was sitting there with Simone and I just got off up the couch and I started pumping my fist. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, if Wes believes in me, if he believed in my football take, I am a shining diamond. That was like all I needed. Stop the tape, I'm out. It wasn't always the case, but it meant a lot when he agreed with you because like you would put the work in or you got lucky, but he agreed with you. And it means so much for me to be on the right side of things because Wes on football... Almost always was
3: that I mean, that was it's funny you should say that because that's something I wanted to talk about, which was Wes, obviously um, what made this and what's made this podcast successful is the dynamic and the 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 four of our personalities uh, mixing together and, you know, our strengths um, and our weaknesses all, you know, being offset the weaknesses, the strengths being amplified. When everything is cooking and I always the West was so vital to the dynamic and it's you know as we look forward it's hard to look forward right now but as you look forward I don't know I don't know what our podcast is going forward without West I know we we've done it before without West because he got sick and missed time the first time and then we did this whole season. Uh, Mostly without him, but I don't none of us. We haven't sat down and talked about like what is our podcast going forward because West was so vital. He was his his football acumen was off the charts. And, you know, in terms of um, his knowledge of sports, I think he's one of the true great sports fans. Ever. And I would put him up against, I don't care, anybody, you show me who the biggest sports fan you know is. And then I'll put him up against Wes and the, the, the g- amount of games that Wes watches across the spectrum, pro, college, whatever, the tape he watched, the reading he did. He when was, was his just, toaster? The instincts he had. He could see the game in a way that none of us could see it. And his he was so important to the show because he would push back against Greg, and that was the scientist heat. Um, with me when I was trying to make people laugh I would always if I got Wes I knew that I would get the audience and Wes was such a great uh, (laughs) person for me to be able to play off and understand where the the, the tone and the feel of the show was and Mark with you and this is I don't think I've ever shared this with you but it was something that I always noticed the way where I sat um, with Greg to my right and then Wes to my left and then you on the far left when you would make a football point Mark you would reflexively Kind of turned toward Wes when you made it because it was almost like you you were putting it out there for Wes and and will Wes agree with it? I want I, I because you wanted that just like we all did because you nailed it like we all wanted Wes to agree with our football takes. But I always noticed you, Mark. You always looked to Wes when you were kind of putting yourself out there.
6: I don't have the quality that Greg has to where he wanted to engage with Wes. I at one point I remember challenging Wes on his bengal fandom telling him that i'll never forget this that maybe you should rethink this huge binder you put together about the bengals because if you're loyal and this was you know the browns were in like a deep apocalypse for year 28 in a row and like um i was like loyal people stick with their team and i don't remember (laughs) wes's response because it wasn't on the show but he he uh, destroyed me verbally for that. <laughs> he wasn't being mean, but he basically was just like, "Your opinion on that is completely wrong." And I was like, "I learned that arguing with Wes was not my forte, um, was not my strength." Um, and I probably did try to avoid that and create some sort of agreement because, like you said, I mean, it meant a lot. It, I, I sure, I looked at him all the time because if he smiling, I had this image. if you say something and, and he smiles, he laughs. I've done anything anything I could possibly hope to do on a show.
4: Well, I mean, that's why I, like when uh Dan asked the other week um you know whether what Belichick's uh opinion was or, or feelings watching Brady. And Wes came down on, on my side. I mean, that was a bigger fist pump and celebration that I had than any Patriots game all season. I was just like, "Yep, okay, Wes is the decider here." Thank but you. then Mad Dog Russo straightened you right out. No, I mean, I'm taking, <laughs> taking Wes. Uh, yeah, I love to wine. I, I,
3: you know, I just for fun. I don't take it too seriously with. Hardcore football takes, but I would go up against Wes and just have fun with it, even if I knew it was a mismatch. Uh, the thing, real thing, <laughs> I would love to do with Wes on the show is just wind him up, and that would be, you know, wh- whether it was him carrying the the pail up and down the hill for uh, the Patriots, and oh, get him all fired up about Deflategate. That was so fun. <laughs> or uh, Eli and his being a Hall of Famer, and Wes saying, "I think Wes's take, and it's sad that we'll." Never get to see um, if this would have played out. I think he said he would never, he would never either watch a Hall of Fame speech or go to the Hall of Fame if Eli got in. <laughs> he felt so strongly that Eli was not was not a good quarterback, which was always a fun little uh, back and forth. He was just such he was such a great podcaster because he was um, smart as a whip, articulate. Um, he knew everything. He did the work. And he had a sense of humor, so he was kind of a total package guy. He was, he was the not so secret weapon of the show.
5: And
6: think but about he, this: he was so stubborn that um, he he ended up eating his own softball pants because he refused to back down off <laughs> yeah, a take true. about the Raiders based on their general manager, who he disliked, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And we, he, we had a it Super was Bowl party eating softball pants. Yeah, if you're
4: somewhat new to the show, I believe um, it was he said he would eat his softball pants if Dennis Allen's Raiders. Had a certain win total. I, I think, think it was they had to five. win six or something. It was. Something I think I, it yeah. was five or six, something and like and they easily. I think they might have gone eight and eight that year, um, and so he he was in trouble early, and uh, that that is still my avatar on our uh, our, <laughs> our in company uh, client uh, messaging client client, which we do not name ever uh, is is Wes eating softball pants uh, so uh, out of Dan's hands. It was
3: so it was it was a bit that we had built up for. For weeks and weeks, and uh, the I remember calling Wes before we got on the plane to go to New York. So it was the it was the uh, Seahawks Broncos Super Bowl at Giant or MetLife Stadium. Said Wes, you got to bring the pants. You got to bring the pants. We need the softball pants to do the pants bit. Uh, we didn't. He didn't bring the pants. I don't. Was it the giant? It maybe it wasn't the New York New Jersey one. I can't remember. But he didn't Take have the us. pants, and uh, we had to go out and I think he had to get the pants mailed. And then it just so happened at the rate at Radio Row, there was a a hot dog stand and it was a uh, the world's biggest hot dog or something. And it was disgusting. It had chili and relish, sauerkraut and all this other stuff. Guacamole, bacon. It was insane. And it was about like two feet long. And we we cut up uh, a portion of the pants and just sprinkled it on top. And Wes, again, a great podcaster. Um, He took a bite out of that. Hot dog. He ate some of his own <laughs> softball pants because so strong was he in his opinion about that particular meaningless Raiders team. He was willing to risk everything.
4: <laughs> he he was it. It was something. Uh, some of the I someone tweeted about that I thought was right it was just he was he was real. He was like the realist of the real. He was always Wes. Um, and so I think that podcast is the perfect form for him um, because he could never be anything. But Wes, which was stubborn and everything, but also incredibly generous, you know, and um, and just like he was he never, he didn't have a fake bone in his body. There was zero bullshit with Chris Wesley.
6: One <laughs> right. little anecdote that um, Ryan Bartlett from our podcast crew mentioned that I just thought was so Wes, and it kind of shows you that he did not care about how he was supposed to appear or be dressed. Um, that they got into this deep conversation about limousines. And, you know, there's a lot of things that happen in limousines. But Wes told a story of um, going on a pub crawl when he was a mailman um, in a limo. He walked into a limo, <laughs> and went from, from pub to pub in his mailman outfit. Like right. it's a completely beguiling <laughs> visual. Um, but it's like, of course Wes did that. You know, he's not going to change into something else. Uh, I love it.
3: I know his, he, you know, that's how he started his, and that's how he of course got the nickname mailman. His father, I believe was a mailman, right? Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah And, was. and again, like, and this is one of the things I related to. I know, you know, we both kind of, I know he's on the West side of Cincinnati, but it was like a small town um, just like I grew up in. And, and the idea of um, leaving town or, or doing something well outside the box uh, wasn't something that, that immediately, um, I, a young Chris Wessling Thought about So he went from high school he did, he did some college And then was working as a ma- Imagine someone as smart And gifted as he is um, Working at the Postal Service Which by the way I know people that work In the Postal Service And it's a perfectly um, Honest living and, and and a good job But I'm saying With, with the, the abilities And the skills That he had I'm so happy He took that chance Not just because it meant That we got to know him But that he gave so much to everyone, he's such. He's such. And go back, please. If you do one thing, go back and read some of Chris Wessling's writing. Um, he wrote. He wrote about the Cincinnati Bengals um, um, offense under young Bill Walsh. He wrote the about Ohio River offense. The Ohio That's River the article, offense. Yeah. He wrote about Love You Blue. About those famous Houston Oilers teams. Uh, these are just a couple of his like really uh, widely acclaimed long forms he did for the NFL. But then also just read like a, a game story he wrote or like a, a takeaway post when we were doing our blog uh, or anything he wrote recently, right up to the end when he was doing chemo and he was doing his uh, QB rankings piece and just doing the best writing on professional football on the internet. Like Wes was doing that to the very end. So read about, read Wes because of all the things
4: we, I just said that he was a brilliant podcaster. He was an, even, he was even better as a writer. Yeah. I think, um, I think it was the the first QB index of this season. He wrote the intro to it, um, just kind of uh, in the same vein, a similar vein of what we heard at the top of the show about what sports means. And uh, I would really recommend people check that out. I believe it was good it was one. the week week one thing. Um, I I talked to Spice Rack, who you know, if you're a regular listener, you guys will remember is. Um, you know, his consigliere in Vegas this desert. Yep. A, a friend of his, um, from, from his childhood in Cincinnati, originally like one of Wes's brother's friends and then, uh, came to it. And, and he said to me when, when Wes started writing for, for Rota world and, and that, and that was at a bit of a low moment for him. You know, he was trying to figure out what he was doing. He had just, just started a job delivering pizzas and he was in his thirties. Um, and and it started to go really well, and he got hired, you know, full time sooner than later. And then he went to the NFL. And he said, like, everyone that knew him growing up was like, well, of course. Like, why did it take this long? Well, not why did it take this long, but like, of course. Like, he was the most brilliant guy um, that we all knew growing up, and and he was the most brilliant guy about sports growing up. And when he was sixteen, seventeen, like, he had all these notebooks, the same handwritten notebooks that that he had now and 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 spicy said something that really stuck with me um just like about how much west believed in him and that how much that meant to him and that really resonated cuz i just the, from the people that i know uh in west's life i think that's true of a lot of people um that it really meant a lot when west believed in you that he saw like a like a the, the best side of you and he and he tried to take the to get that out and uh i know that meant a lot to spice rack but it meant a lot to a lot of people
6: i love what you said and i would say one other thing about wes that that lifted me up when we first met was um you know we're in a world where a lot of people they go to college they go to journalism school and by 23 they're rising stars and um i didn't come to the nfl till i was like 36 or 37 and wes wes and i took very circuitous bizarre routes um to get where we are. I mean, all four of us did. I mean, if you look at the way that we all got to, the, to the, into that podcast studio together, um, it's incredible. I, it's, it beats the odds because of what what we went through. Um, but we always have younger writers and stuff ask, how do you do this? How do you do that? And I find that my roadmap is a terrible uh, diagram for someone to follow. Don't do what I did and maybe don't do what Wes did, but maybe the lesson in there a little bit is, when I think about Wes, he went and lived this incredibly varied life with adventures that would say, we're below him. Why are you a mailman when you're doing all this other stuff or whatever? And I, I hear all that and it's true, but I think all that informed Wes and who he was. Had he mm-hmm. gone to journalism school and been a, like a shiny employee from day one, I don't, we never would have known him. It would have been a different person. So I, I think like whatever, wherever you are, if you're listening to this, um, there's always hope to get back on course or just to wind up where you should have, and that's what West did.
3: Ricky, I would love to hear um, from you on, on on this day.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's so beautiful to to hear you guys. Um, you know, we all have our different relationships. Like us as a whole, as a five some, we're very tight. But I have a very different relationship with each of you, and I I did with Wes and. I met Wes when he came back from cancer the first time and, and I'm this new producer, who am I? And the first thing he ever said to me is, oh, you're the one that's taking our videos to the next level.
2: <laughs> and
5: he, even in cancer, he was watching what we were doing and, and he was like, it's so great to meet you. And and from a writer and, and a football standpoint, I mean, he's the smartest guy I've ever met, but me and him together, when, when we... I mean, you guys, you know, Dan and Mark, you like
4: you like to tie it
5: on, but me and Wes together were absolute tornadoes. Bonkers. And 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 he was just the most slice of life that you could ever ask for and from even petty stuff to being in the office, and I'd be like mad about something catty that happened, and he would look at me and be like, "What does it matter?" He would just straight, straight face. What? What are? Why are you upset about this? And I would be like, "You're, you're right. It, it doesn't matter." And and just his outlook on, on life. And I know there's videos and and stuff going around, but he was just the most fun, and he made me so much worse out in public when there was alcohol involved and if he was there it was it was it was terrible but it's so much fun and I think that there was those photos from us at St. Elmo's and it's really foggy but I think we told them that it was Wes and I's <laughs> anniversary so we got <laughs> we a free dessert that. I think that's what But you the league expenses it anyways and so we might have to, sh-
4: might have to cut this little not anymore out.
5: Well, <laughs> but sailed. we told them it was our anniversary for a free dessert, and we're at a part. We're at a table like twelve at the time, like just the two of us. And you were putting I mean, cake
3: in each other, each other's mouths,
6: <laughs>
5: right? And at that, a five that star.
6: That was the only thing. The two of you bought like you bought other things that contributed to that. That was an incredible. That was Wes at his liveliest, like post cancer, and he was having. A that ball was February. With you, Erica. That was a year ago.
3: That was yeah. uh, fifty weeks ago. I mean, that's and, and that's uh, the. The sad, the sadness about this And it is And I'm happy I'm so happy we're doing this Because we were You know When 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 he first passed away We didn't know what we were doing We didn't Should we do a show Should we not I'm, I'm glad I, I am so happy uh, We're doing this And it's like Ricky hit the nail on the head Just like We all have so many great stories Of great times He was such great company um, He was just such a great person To be around And you knew if Wes was there um, it was gonna. It was gonna be a good time. And and Ricky, I'm so happy that you um, entered the fold because, um, in addition to making the podcast even better, you um, got along so well with him. And just another example, like you're saying, and what I was saying earlier, that we all had different kind of portals of how we connected with him. Um, and, and that goes for you as well. And it, it, it goes down the line. Wes was Wes was trending, and as with Lakeisha and Link. Uh, in the UK on Twitter and here in the United States um, when when the news came out on Saturday. I mean, just think about that. I mean, Roger Goodell sent an email uh, to everyone in the company. Rich Eisen's had amazing words um, uh, during the pregame show for Super Bowl 55. And, Ricky, if you could play this, and I know Colleen, who we love, and she's this is the first Super Bowl um, since 2012 that we're not at the city. Uh, for COVID reasons. Uh, Colleen, because she's a big shot and a much bigger star than us in the company, she went and helped anchor the coverage and did an amazing job. Um, She was crushed uh, when she heard the news. And I I, I reached out to Gonzo, her husband, and I think you know who he is. And she connected with, he connected with Colleen and, and she was a total mess. And I remember us talking about um, on a video chat, like, can she do this? Is she gonna go home? Is she gonna ask out to not do the coverage for the rest of the weekend because she doesn't think she can do it emotionally? She she goes through with it and is a total trooper. And um, like I said, Rich Eisen said words and they were great earlier in the morning on Sunday. Uh, they had um, other like little moments uh, to to Chris and an article on NFL.com. But Colleen, it wasn't slated in the show for her. Uh, to say anything about Wes, uh, but she she changed that, and I just wanted to play that because it was a really special moment.
7: Well, Willie, you're going the Bucks. I'm going with the Chiefs. Uh, my MVP is going to be Chris Jones in this game. Nice. Um, but I am going to go a little rogue here, and I apologize to the producers and the control room, but I I just want to say these past two days, I've been mm. doing shows with a really heavy heart, and... I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to put into words um, how much Chris Wesseling meant to me, meant to so many people at NFL Network. We lost him two days ago and he was like one of the most beautiful people I've ever known. Um, He's going to be so missed and I didn't feel like it was right to not say it um, today on the show because I've been trying to just get through these two days and pretend that it hasn't happened and it doesn't really feel real still that we lost him. He's been family. From the second I met him at NFL Network, um, and he's such a big part of my family still. My parents, they loved him. They don't even know. They're just finding out now. So, Mom and Dad, I'm sorry that you're finding out this way. But more importantly, I just wanted to say to Lakeisha, his wife, and Link, his son, we love you guys so much. And we're all here to support you. And we know that Wes is is watching over all of us here um today and and forever uh and i'm sorry because there's no good transition um to keep it moving about the game but sometimes there's things that are more important to the game and and the people that we meet here at work talking about football i've met so many great ones and and chris wesling might be the greatest one i've ever met so he's really going to be missed
3: that was amazing and um we can't wait to have Colleen back on the show, and, and and when she gets back into town, and we're you know, this isn't going to be the the last time we talk about Wes—not by a long shot. He's part of the show for as long as this show continues, however long that may be, and we have no idea. Uh, Wes is always going to be a part of it, and 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 just want to thank the NFL too, um, because uh, when you're working for a thirteen billion dollar company. Um, there could be times where you feel like you could be lost in the shuffle and overlooked. And I think it's, it's normal. And, you know, when this went down something that's so incredibly personal to us and we knew what a big deal it was, obviously. And the listeners, you guys understand what a, um, a monumental loss it is for Wes not to be with us anymore. Um, I just, I, I had hoped that the NFL understood the gravity of this and, and I really thought they've come through with flying colors, both in recognizing Wes Um, On air uh, And on our website And all the people behind the scenes All our um, shadowy league figures um, Mark Brady Who's been a tireless soldier um, Behind the scenes And been such a great leader Helping um, shepherd this show Through good times and bad times Um, John Marvel Matt Schneider Jason Kleinman Everyone who helped make this Tremendously difficult process uh, just a little bit easier. Um, thank you to everybody at the NFL listening now, and and I want everybody to know that because the NFL is can be a big target sometimes, and you think, like, oh, this is you know, uh, you know, an organization. It's a cold thing. No, it has not felt cold. It has felt like uh, the NFL was a big family the last couple of days, and 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 that's what it felt like. We lost a family member, and there was a closing of ranks.
5: You know, when you say that, like, there's not one bad thing you could say about a person. That's actually Wes. Like, there's not one person across this company, across Twitter, social media, such a dark place sometimes. There really is not one bad thing you can say about Chris Wesling.
3: Well put, Ricky. Well put. Um, I'm really
5: glad
6: Colleen took that chance. I think Wes has taught a lot of people to take chances, and I they I think NFL Network was probably just overjoyed with what she had to say. Mm-hmm. um i remember the first time we met her I'll, I'll keep this really really quick but it was wes and i um, were at the whaler as we often were and she happened to be there with her parents and she we had maybe seen her once or twice in on Network, but she didn't have any friends she had moved out of here without gonzo for a period of time and wes and his west way i mean we were thrilled to see her but i think he made it really clear that day you're our friend you're hanging with us. Always open arms with Wes. Absolutely, always. Always absolutely. welcomed you in.
3: I've I, I told Wes, I always marveled with him that I, by my nature, like to keep things a little tighter. And and, and that goes for like, even when we have like meetups with listeners at their live shows, I, o- I always... Did it because I love our listeners, but I never was quite always comfortable. It was just a little too much. But Wes could could have been at a after show <laughs> drinking session for twenty four hours, and it wouldn't have mattered because he Some always was. wanted people. He <laughs> always wanted people around, and he always welcomed anyone in, and he was so
4: great. He was so great with that too. Well, that that's the generosity, and I'm glad we got Colleen's voice in there because uh, her and Gonzo really um, have meant a lot to to Keisha, and. Um, in Wes over the last uh few years really and like um he uh you know he he did um he did have a preference i know in this game uh, by the way tonight which i I was thinking about he was he was hoping that the bucks would win his his brother phil could not uh resist asking him (laughs) i know um this week while while he was in the hospital and and Phil being a Wessling, and they're all, they all got this, like, you, you see it come out where they're, they're all a little, you know, similar in some ways, but I don't think Wes was really even playing ball at first, but eventually got the answer out of him. He wanted yeah. to see, he well, wanted he to always see, loved Brady. he wanted to
3: see Brady win one more. Yeah, Wes always loved Brady, because uh, he, you know, Wes is such a student of the game and um, knew really, what Tom Brady has been able to do for 20 years now, now winning a seventh Super Bowl, which, um, obviously you wish, you wish Wes saw it. And maybe he did Mark Sessler. You and I had a talk late, 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 um, Friday night. Uh, and like, where, where is Wes now? And, uh, you know, Wes was open. Like I said, we, he was raised Catholic like I was, but, um, he had, you know, fell away from religion as he got older. And we would often joke on this show, um, when we started to duck into those waters of religion and faith of save it for the theology podcast. And this is not (laughs) going to turn into the theology podcast. Uh, but it did, it crossed my mind. And, um, uh, when he passed on where he was and if he's listening to us now and, um, my grandmother, uh, Granby, who I, I love forever. And she, uh, she passed away a couple of days before I moved to LA to take this job, and um, she gave me a rosary uh, right before she died, and um, I always kept it with me. I actually wore it when I first moved here, um, and um, but I had kept it in my closet uh, for years, really, um, because it wasn't I wasn't somebody who was going to church or praying, um, but I, I took it out last week and. And kept it by my bedside and said prayers for Wes and I let him know as much in a text. And uh, Lakeisha told me that that he did see that in the hospital room. Um, so that that meant a lot to me too. And uh, and if you are listening, Wes, right now, I, I hope we're I hope you're, this is okay with you. I don't know if you're mad at us because we're not talking He's football mad. right
5: now. He's mad.
3: He could be. <laughs> wow I
4: don't
3: know. Because- I
5: don't know.
4: Why would he be mad?
5: Because he he would be mad that we're not talking about the Chiefs' O line crumbling. Mm. He would be mad at people saying it was Mahomes' fault on Twitter. I can I've been he would be mad about that. Yeah, like tweeting back at people he doesn't even know, getting (laughs) telling them that they you know don't have eyes. And I just he
4: he would sneak he would sneaky like Mahomes getting taken down um, a peg. But I don't think he'd be mad. I think he would. I think he would say i was thinking about this too we were thinking about on friday night like what would west want and like west would say do what you want you know like west would say do what your heart tells you like i don't care if you talk about football or not like you guys should do what feels right you guys know your podcast um you guys know our podcast the best and like and whether wait did you actually talk to Wes um in the afterlife <laughs> this is coming in from a definitive place keep going I'm just well. <laughs> Phil agreed with me on this one. Okay, uh, remember um, we we talk. Uh, I just feel like that is that is what he, he you know because he was no, not right. someone I that was gonna that you. was gonna put put y- y- his thoughts on you and and what you said about looking down on us. Um, it, it just made me think like he's he's here regardless. Like he's here with us. Like he uh, is he Always. is part he is part of us he is part of who we are not just the podcast but just who we are as people and how how we act as people and and i've thought about that that that's that's the best way to honor him is is how how we act you know i would i would tell forward.
6: say one thing like i like i said i think my my relationship with him was about at best 12% about football and, and that was just simply because we were at work doing that half the time but um I, and i'm not the person you should trust with every football opinion but i do trust some things that I feel inside, and I I feel him with us uh, since since he's left. I mean that seriously.
3: Awesome. Um, you know, I want to point out, uh, Greeby who <clears throat> is one of our longtime listeners and uh, one of the founders of the, the subreddit um, around the NFL, um, started a GoFundMe page um, that I want uh, everyone to check out. Uh, and if you can, um, all the all the um, donations go directly to Lakeisha and Link Um, so please check that out on our our respective Twitter Twitter pages Um, and yes um, Link is you know the you know Lakeisha and it's so tragic and sad that Wes didn't get more time with Link but I know uh, we're all going to be there for him as uncles and Ricky as an aunt and um, listeners can know that I, I know it's Everyone feels for Lakeisha as they should, because she has such a gargantuan uphill climb in front of her right now, and we're trying to be there for her as well, but none of us can put ourselves in their shoes. But listeners, just know that we we have her back, and, and we're going to do everything we can um, to help with Link as well, because um, that's how it would be if it was any of us that switched places with Wes. I know you guys would be the same way with me, and I would be the same way with you. Absolutely. All right,
4: love it, you, Lakisha. Whenever yeah, you listen, yep, whenever you listen to so this, strong.
3: She is amazing. I have I have no, I have no doubt that she will rise above and and overcome the challenges in front of her because she is. They were a power couple. Uh, they are a power couple forever, um, and she will. Um, she will get this thing figured out in time, but it will, it will take time and it will take time for us too, because it, it's obviously this is a time of <clears throat> um, unforeseen and tragic circumstances um, for our show and trying to figure out what comes next and, and what's the right thing to do. And and we all feel, and we hope that you, the listener understands that we're not ready to we'll see you on Wednesday to talk about how the chiefs fix their offense. Like we're not going to be doing that. We're going to take a little time off, um, and, and when we come back We have you know more planned In terms of remembering Wes We talked about doing a show Where we remember some great Wes moments And I would say this is a, a great Opportunity for crowdsourcing If you're not on the around the NFL Subreddit go get on it and Please uh, maybe Greeby or whomever Else can start a thread of Favorite Wes moments on the show That we could begin uh, to just Build up a library and Um like I said, Wes is, and has been reiterated by everybody here, Wes is a part of this show forever. He's part of the show right now as we speak, and it's going to stay that way as long as the Around the NFL podcast exists. All right, boys, Ricky, anything Anything else?
5: I just want, want to reiterate what you just said about Lakeisha. I mean, we saw her briefly Friday, and... She, you know, obviously, as tough as it is, she was laughing with us when we were remembering Wes too before he had even, you know, passed at the hospital. And and she is, just the most remarkable person I think I've ever met.
6: Yeah, like I I feel so lucky that we were able to see her um and Phil that morning. And you know, it's it's complex just to be really real. Um, I, I look back in the past couple of months and wish I had sent that extra text or two. I didn't really get to say goodbye to Wes. And, and, and the vast majority of people um, have those complex feelings. But but, this, but there's so much about them that's going to um, bring life and vibrancy. And, and it's through Link and it's through Keisha who are, who are with us. And we will look after in, in our own ways um, until the very end. And, and so this is just the beginning of what we are going to uh, be doing for them it It
4: because there there wasn't there wasn't the time you know that they would have wanted in any circumstance um to to say those goodbyes and stuff but of all people wes knew like all the i thought about it a lot like va and Keisha um absolutely knows uh how we all feel about her um but but he knew like all the things we 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 want we would have wanted to say or other things like he he knew all that i believe i believe that in my heart
3: all right so yes we will at some point return to talking football on this podcast but <laughs> right now it's about wes and remembering wes and uh, listeners that have reached out thank you to everyone we can't say thank you individually to everyone because there's just been such an outpouring but we really appreciate it and understand what wes meant uh, to you um because he meant so much to us. So um, until uh, next time, uh, thank you very much. And Chris Wessling, wherever you are, um, rest in peace, our good friend. Love you.
6: Love you,
5: Wes. Me and Wes always used to say that, like, adults don't drink milk. And we would always laugh that adults don't drink milk. So (laughs) I think I'm going to have a glass of milk tonight.
2: Make (laughs) them laugh.
5: (laughs)
1: Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners.